Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hey, parents, you're listening to the Project Parenthood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nanika Kaur, clinical psychologist and respectful parenting therapist. Finding out that your child has a neurodevelopmental diagnosis such as ADHD, autism, or dyslexia can feel like a total departure from what you thought life with your child would be like. Parents often have a difficult time accepting and understanding the reality that their child's brain works differently than the typical brain. It can also be a struggle to know when and how to educate their child about it. To help lessen the anxiety that can come with tackling this issue, here are seven tips for conversations with your child about being neurodiverse in a neurotypical world. It begins with a conversation. In my experience, parents of neurodiverse kids can be reluctant to have a sit-down with their kiddo about their diagnosis. Parents often worry that their children will use the information as an avoidance strategy for tasks they don't prefer. There's also a fear that their child will internalize negative ideas about themselves. However, empowering children with knowledge about their diagnosis allows them to have a better understanding of their capabilities, sensitivities, challenges, and needs. Without knowing what support or accommodations they require, children are less able to make good decisions, advocate for themselves, or even keep themselves safe. I mean, if your child didn't know they were allergic to avocados, for instance, they might have right for the guacamole. Kids can tell when they're somehow different than their peers. If they don't know the underlying reasons for this, they may come up with their own conclusions, incorrect ones, for why that might be. When a child is asking why they're different, why they go to therapists and evaluators, or why they have trouble in certain situations, it's time to start talking to them about their diagnosis. While some parents prefer to have a professional explain the diagnosis to their child or even to the whole family as a group, you can absolutely have that conversation yourself. Here are seven things to keep in mind if you do decide to have that conversation. First, you need to understand your child's diagnosis and really accept your child's diagnosis yourself. After finding out about your child's neuro differences, you might experience fear and pessimism about the future, which makes total sense. You had a different vision for how your family would look and feel and how your child would respond to and be received by the world. Take the time to grieve the loss of the vision you had, which involves allowing yourself to not only experience your deep sadness, but also expressing that sadness to a supportive person who will listen to you without judgment. Then, Comprehensively educate yourself about your child's diagnosis. It can be helpful to find first-hand accounts of parents and children going through similar challenges. 
normalize difference. Make a regular practice of pointing out the ways in which the people that they know personally are unique individuals. Maybe one sibling loves chocolate and the other hates it. One friend is great at a certain sport, while another is weaker at it but has incredible artistic skill. Maybe a child in their class is allergic to peanuts, but no one in your family is. One parent isn't bothered by loud spaces, and the other one can't think straight unless it's quiet. Even someone who has the same diagnosis as your child may have a whole different set of strengths and challenges. The idea here is that difference is just a fact, not a value judgment. Don't wait until they have a negative experience. Some children may notice that they're different and have thoughts and questions, but they don't verbalize them, especially if they're too young to know how to put their thoughts into words. With younger kids, it's good to give them some information about their challenges before they start seeing themselves as the kid who's always in trouble or the kid that no one likes. Four, you don't have to tell them everything at once. To start, give small chunks of information to your child over several short conversations rather than in one overwhelming lecture. If a child asks a direct question about their differences, make sure you understand what they're asking and what they already know. Before giving an answer, you might say, hmm, that's an interesting question. What's your guess about it? Correct any faulty information they have, but try not to overwhelm them. Give only the information they're asking for at the moment and allow them to digest that before giving more. Let them know you're open to answering any questions they have now and in the future. Five, define important terms. Every child is different and will need and want different information. For some children, you won't even need to use labels like dysgraphia or dyspraxia or pathological demand avoidance. Sometimes, just talking about strengths and challenges is sufficient. Regardless, kids will one day need to know the definitions of the terms disorder, disease, disability, and difference, and how they do or don't apply to their situation. Six, make the information personally meaningful to your child. Link the discussion to their lived experiences. Talk about situations that are easy for them, situations that are more difficult for them. Does your child have a strong interest in a certain topic like dinosaurs? Perfect. Use that. Filter the whole conversation through the lens of dinosaurs, and your child will be more motivated to engage with the information you're giving them and internalize it. Seven, focus on coping strategies, talents, and well-being. Your child needs to know that a diagnosis isn't solely about a cluster of traits that have a label. It's also about knowing how best to support them to be the best they can be. Emphasize your child's unique capabilities and what they can do rather than only focusing on what's difficult. And just as it's important to talk about situations where your child might struggle or excel, it's also important to talk about situations where their diagnosis makes no difference whatsoever. And make sure to point out your child's positive qualities that don't have anything to do with their diagnosis. Talking to your child about their diagnosis helps them understand themselves, but also other people's reactions to them. Neurodevelopmental disorders are often invisible, and people may underestimate and overestimate your child's capabilities at times. Kids who know about their diagnosis can feel empowered, feel less confused about why things don't always go well, and better advocate for themselves and have higher self-esteem. While your child will have challenges, help them understand the positives in their unique ways of experiencing and relating to the world. Neurodivergence is only considered a deficit because society has decided that being neurotypical is the right way to be. The ultimate message for both you and your child 
is that being different doesn't mean being less than. I hope that's helpful. You can find out more about my work with parents at www.brooklynparenttherapy.com and on Instagram at bkparents. That's B-K-P-A-R-E-N-T-S. If you have more questions about neurodevelopmental differences or any other parenting questions or stories, leave me a message at 646-926-3243. And be sure to let me know if it's okay to use your voice on the show. Or send an email to parenthood at quickanddirtytips.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Project Parenthood on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch you next week. Project Parenthood is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our operations and editorial manager is Michelle Margulies. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. And our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. That's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency creates personalized anti-aging formulas that smooth fine lines, lighten dark spots, and improve the appearance of dark circles. Each formula is tailored to you and prescribed by a licensed dermatology provider. Formulas are customized with clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than retinol. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime.